What's going on, everybody? I hope you're having a good Saturday night. Welcome to Conversations with Commander Anderson, Episode 2. Don't get caught up. Don't get locked up. But first, thank you all who listened to the very first episode of the podcast. I appreciate it 100%. Getting caught up is the negative end result of bad decision making. Getting locked up are situations that can land you in jail or prison. This is a common sense, common knowledge, personal experience podcast. I am not a doctor, lawyer, psychiatrist, psychologist, or mental health professional. The first thing I want to talk about is being professional in the workplace. When you are professional in the workplace, that means you come to work, do your assigned task, and go home. That's it. You don't want to do anything where it's seen as being unprofessional due to the fact that it can cost you your job, your income, and your reputation. Telling everybody your business or telling everybody else, someone else's personal business, or having other people's names constantly come out of your mouth at the workplace is very bad. You don't want to do this because you don't know the intent of the person that you're talking to. They could be just waiting to run back and tell. How many scenarios have you seen where somebody at your job heard something and then went and told a bunch of people, and in 15 minutes, it's all around the job. I've had this happen to me before. Thank goodness nothing came of it. However, I learned a lesson. That lesson is I shouldn't have had someone else's name come out of my mouth, and now I know I just can't trust everybody with the information that comes out of my mouth, and I should have been smart enough not to say anything. When I'm at work and somebody comes telling me about something else or someone else, I simply sometimes don't say anything. Sometimes I just simply give a quick head nod, a simple oh, okay, and move on. That way you don't get caught up in any of the confusion that you were involved in what was said. Another thing that's very important that you don't bring to work is race, politics, and religion. Keep all that talk at home. Reason being, you don't know how people feel. And yeah, I know how it's uh, forget your feelings. I know how people want to say, well, I can say what I want. And you can say what you want. I'm not going to stop you from saying what you want. You have the I don't care attitude where I don't care who I offend. And that's fine. That's what you want to talk about. That's what you want to do. Do you. However, bills have to be paid. And in order to do that, you got to keep your job. So sometimes it is best to keep things like race, politics, and religion at home. Think about it. You crack a joke and a couple of people are laughing, but one person is not laughing. They don't find that very funny. And they decide to go to the higher authority. Could be human resources, could be an upper management. Now, all of a sudden, you're in trouble. You're going to lose your job. 
And now you're going to lose your income and your reputation could be tarnished if you attempt to go get another job or continue in the field because they could find out from your former employer exactly why you were terminated. And you just don't want to deal with those types of problems or issues. And when those things that, like that come up in um, uh, HR requests for why you were terminated, they'll see that as uh, this person is very unprofessional and we don't want them working here. Now, when it comes to things like race or um, religion, politics, keep that off the Internet as well. If you have a job or career that searches out your social medias, because there are jobs that do that. And then the company is going to say, you know what? You know, we reserve the right to terminate anybody upon uh, based on what uh, we find on their social media. And it could be something small and simple, but since they that the, it makes the company look bad, they have to take appropriate action. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have to take the appropriate action, which could be leading up to and including termination. The second topic I want to talk about that you don't want to get caught up in and possibly locked up is interactions with kids you don't know. Now, children process information differently. We live in a society where everybody that talks to my kids trying to do something to my kid. So you don't want to have any major interaction with children that you don't know. Now, I'm talking about your family members, your own kids, your nieces and nephews. I'm talking about strangers maybe out in public. Here's a quick scenario. Now, before I get to the scenario, any caring parent is going to want to know why there's an, an adult talking to their child. And I can understand that. However, there are some people are too quick to think that you're up to no good. And it doesn't matter what your intentions are, because once the court of public opinion is involved, there will be little to nothing you can do. Here's a quick scenario. And this is a very fictional scenario, but it could possibly happen. You're in line at the grocery store. The person in front of you is getting ready to pay if they have a kid, but they're not paying attention to the kid. The kid maybe turns, waves, smiles at you. You decide, <clears throat> excuse me, to wave and smile back. The parent looks up and thinks, well, that's kind of inappropriate. Why does this guy smile at my, uh, my kid? And the parent may uh, yell out, hey, this guy's, uh, this guy's trying to do something to my kid. Now, all of a sudden, all eyes are on you. What do you do? Now, you could try to explain yourself out of the situation, but the court of public opinion that's around you has already made up their mind that you're the bad guy. It doesn't matter what your intentions are because somebody screams something out that the people listening are going to think, well, she couldn't be making this up. So it could lead to anything from the police being called to some guys holding you down till the police get there or worse. I'm not going to get into what the other things that could happen that are worse. I may do that further down the line, but right now I'm pressed for time. So I want to move on. The next thing I'm going to be talking about when it comes to interactions with kids that you don't know, let's say this happened to a friend of mine. Nothing actually happened, but this situation was in. I told him why he shouldn't do what he did. So he worked at an establishment, and I won't say the name of the establishment or the person's name because I do not mention names on this show. He said 
that oh man, he just loved kids and he smiled at a kid at the establishment that he worked at. And and I asked and I asked, him, I said, Well, why did you do that? He said, oh, I just love being friendly with kids, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I told him that's not um, a very good idea to be doing that because somebody's parent may want to know why you being all up in that kid's face. And I get it. You want to be friendly to kids. I completely understand that. But you're doing yourself a disservice because what if the parent took it the wrong way and made a big deal out of it and then dropped the word creep or something? Then says, oh, that creep works there. That creep works there. He was looking at my kid weird. That creep that works there. He was smiling at my kid. Now your reputation has been tarnished. Eyes <clears throat> front. Be professional to the parent. And move on. You don't want to get yourself in, caught up in that type of scenario. The parent could have left and called the cops and said, hey, this guy's up to no good. Well, guess what? The police are going to have to take her word for it. And they're going to have to go through the proper uh, steps that they take, which could lead to serving some time until they figure out what happened. The next topic I want to talk about is not being smart enough to walk away from hostile confrontation. You got into it with somebody. It could be out in public. It could be somebody you know. It could be at their house, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just clearing my throat real quick. You get into it with somebody, and you guys get into a hostile confrontation. You guys get into a fist fight. And during that fist fight, you get you you hit a guy and he falls down, hits his head. Well, he dies from the impact, and this is nothing that we haven't heard before. He dies from the impact, and now you're being charged with the man's death. Well, you, then you think to yourself, man, could I have walked away? It's so easy to quote unquote, man, I can't look like a punk. I can't look weak. That's for kids. When you're an adult. You got to learn to start walking away from hostile situations. You got to start thinking about the future. Do you want your future to be at noon every day, a bologna sandwich, a cheese stick, and a boiled egg? No. You want to live your life thinking that maybe if something did happen, I would have been able to defend myself. You never want to get to a point where you're sitting in somebody's jail cell thinking, man, I really should have done this differently. It doesn't have to be that way if you learn to walk away from that hostile situation. A lot of people don't think about the consequences because the anger that's going on between two individuals or multiple individuals or whoever's hostile in this confrontation has taken over that person's mindset. They're so angry that it clouds their judgment. It clouds all logic, all reasoning, all common sense. I understand this because I know how mad you can get at somebody. I've been with arguments before. <clears throat> Excuse me. I recently found my inner peace and inner calmness, and I will do a future podcast um, about coming to my inner peace. Uh, I got to a point in my life where I can I can walk away. If I see something brewing and I see people getting mad and I see I'm about to uh, get into some type of conversation, I can simply say, hey, man, I don't play like that. I'm done with you, and I can walk away. Now, in some cases, when you try to walk away, the other person will keep going, and you, you're mad. 
You want to go back. You want to, you know, I want to fight. I want to take care of this person. But how many times have people got themselves in situations where, oops, I didn't mean to kill the guy. Or even worse, you started a hostile conversation and you end up getting killed. You don't want that. Your family doesn't want that. Think about it. If you walked away, you may never see this person again. I can't count how many times I walked away from somebody who's mad or somebody who's angry and I never saw him again. So um, a lesson I learned from a person that's in my life, that's current in my life was I was complaining about somebody. And this was a few years ago. And as I was complaining about this person, person I could feel the, the, the anger inside me rising out as I was complaining. And she told me, she said, David, you have to understand that these people aren't, they're not around anymore. And then I thought about it and I said, you know what? You're right. They're not. So because they're not around anymore, I haven't seen them in a, well, maybe like over a year. There's really nothing to be mad at anymore. It's time to let that go. You, you have to learn to be adult enough to let it go in the moment. To just say it's not worth it. It's not worth my future being ruined. I started to think about the future instead of thinking about the moment. The next thing I want to talk about is very important. But before I get into it, I am not, once again, I am not talking about the cases where the police are in the wrong. I'm only talking about not getting caught up or locked up when you don't know how to handle a simple traffic stop. <clears throat> how many videos have you seen that's trying to be pushed as an agenda of where the cop was wrong. But you see a guy in the car arguing with the officer simply because the officer asked to show ID. If the officer asks for your driver's license, by law, you have to show it to him. By law, you have to show it. Once you start saying, why I have to, why I gotta show you my license, or why. You pull me over, or I'll show you my license when you tell me why you pull me over. Right there, you already set the tone for the cop to be hostile towards you. The cop's gonna see your actions as you got something to hide. The cop's gonna see your actions as, <clears throat> excuse me, the cop's gonna see that, well, maybe your license is suspended, maybe your license is expired. I don't know. Maybe you got something in the car. I don't know. But once you set the tone for the hostile front confrontation, it's only going to go downhill from there. I saw a video once of a guy going back and forth with an officer over some ID. And it got to the point where he finally just showed the officer his ID and the officer let him go. But they were battling for 20 minutes. You getting pulled over. Yo, you want to make sure that that cop goes away as quickly as possible. If he at, Don't talk your way into the handcuffs. It, it works like this. The officer keeps asking you, may I see your ID? May I see your driver's license? You know, what, what, you know, then he tells you, you know, why he pulls you over. It could be, okay, your tail lights out. Okay, you were speeding. It happens. You get pulled. I've been pulled over for speeding. I haven't been put off for speeding in, thankfully, I want to say almost 
20 years. So I'm thankful for that. And I rarely, if ever, encounter any law enforcement. However, I've seen too many people talk their way into the cuffs. Now what happens is you wouldn't show the ID. You're mad because he pulled you over. And now he's got you else out the cop. Or now he don't get out the car, but he orders you out the car. Because he ordered you out the car, that's going to be another charge. You can be charged with multiple counts of misdemeanors and felonies due to simply not complying with certain simple, simple basic commands from a police officer. Once again, I'm not talking about whether police were in the wrong or police brutality. Those are two things I'm not talking about. I may do a future episode on that, but right now, all I'm talking about is the right way to handle the traffic stop. Let them run your ID. Think about it like this. Think about your future. I don't have. If you don't have any warrants and everything's legit, you'll be going home in a few minutes. Or you'll be going on your way in a few minutes. It may be with a ticket, but at least you're not locked up anywhere, and at least you got your life. Always think about the future end result before you take that action. If you take the action, you set the tone. What did you do? If you're a person that got pulled up, you don't like the police, don't, and you're legit, legit mean all your paperwork's good, your driver's license is valid and everything like that, don't get to a point where he called more cops. Now it's just you versus the small town police department or you versus eight cops. It's been too many times where too many people have walked and talked They way right into jail. Also, I've seen this before and I saw this on cops. A guy the cop kept pressing the guy and the guy was pressing the cop all only due to the fact the guy didn't want to show his ID. You don't want to get to the point where the cop's now pressing you and now you fall for it. Keeping in mind, nothing you say will be believed. Once you're in those cuffs, once you're on the way down to the station, your public pretender or quote, quote, public defender cannot help you. Okay. He's assigned to you, but chances are he's going to try to get you to plea bargain real quick and you're going to end up doing whatever time or whatever sentence could be probation, could be a year. You just don't know. Think about your future before you act during a traffic stop and interactions with the police officer. The next thing I want to talk about is being involved in somebody else's relationship business. Why is this important? Relationships are built on feeling. People who like each other don't want a third party intervening in any relationship business. I understand this, and I'll give you a quick scenario. Back in the day, there's a guy I'm cool with. We've been cool for a long time. We'll never, quote unquote, stop being cool. Okay, and I don't see us ever not being cool. But um, many years ago, um, and I don't want to say this was a long time ago, so if I don't remember certain parts, you know, forgive me. 
uh, a good friend of mine, there was uh, this girl, and this girl was, uh, I'm not, I can't say her name, a tad bit off. That's all I'm going to say, just a tad bit off. And my friend, I guess they, they you know, they're trying to make things work and be a couple and everything like that. And one day, um, uh, I was over at his house in the driveway just talking to him, shooting the breeze. And like I said, she's a little off. She showed up out of nowhere, and she, um, she just said, "Hey, can you make make that guy go away?" And I, all you had, and I'm thinking to myself, "Man, I don't even know you," and you know, that's how she approached me. But the guy that I'm cool with, he teaches he, put me to the side. He talks to me about it and was like, you know, all this stuff. So you know, what? I just decided to to leave. You know. I didn't want to be part of that. It something was off with her, you know, whatnot. And I learned a, uh, an important lesson from another good friend of mine. She said, "You know what? Something people uh, in relationships they have feelings for each other. Maybe they 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 just want to be together. And you, you see, you know, you're a third party and you're there, and you shouldn't be there. And I and you know, I thought about it and never came back. Never got in their business again. Now I've never seen this. I've never seen this girl. I never." You know, it's one of those people you just never see again. I haven't seen her in years. Still cool with the, uh, with the guy. I've been cool with him for 20 plus years. So, you know, we're still cool in that respect. But like I said, I, that was my fault. And I, and I only blame myself for getting involved, you know, you know, coming over there. You know, sometimes while, you know, she was there or whatnot. And it's just that one particular time she was just like, can you make me go away? And I just never got back into that. Also, back in the day, and this this story stuck with me for many years because there was a guy I was cool with, and um, now I haven't seen him since maybe two thousand. So it's been a long time. So um, back in uh, back in I think back in ninety eight, um, he um, had some issues going on, and I'm, I'm going to get into those specific issues, but it um, cost him a year of school. So he ended up being behind a year of school. So where um, I was a junior, he was a senior, and he finally got, got a girlfriend. He was so happy. He was like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. This is great. But she was really using him. And at the time, this guy had a really nice cut ride for being in high school. I'm not going to get into how that came about, but this girl he was really using him. And, you know, I found out about it. I tried to tell him about it. A couple other people tried to talk about it. He got mad. Not mad at her. He got mad at me. And his words to me were, look, I'm trying to be happy for the first time in my life. And I don't need people like you and another friend that I'm actually still cool with to this day. I don't need guys like you in my business like that. He was mad. He was steaming mad. And at the time, back in high school, my mother was telling me, you know, sometimes people just get to um they they get to a point where they haven't had anybody so they finally get somebody and uh it just removes all their thinking um moves all their logic and they don't want anybody around they don't want anybody to mess that up or be involved with it and I understand that I, I get it well everything came to light I guess he found out the truth about her she confessed everything and whatnot and but by that time uh um me and this guy's friendship was already, it was already destroyed. And um, I get the fact that he didn't want anybody involved in a personal relationship or a per, you know, personal relationship with his significant other. I do get that part. However, 
um, when he found out about it, he tried to be cool again. Things just weren't the same. It was like a broken vase. You know, they say it, it, it like uh, you could glue it back together, but it'll just never be the same. And like I said, I haven't seen him in almost uh, a little over, maybe under, sorry, a little under two decades. And her, I, uh, the girl, I never saw her again. Boom, disappeared senior high school, and I never saw her again. So um, you shouldn't get yourself caught up in other people's personal business. And for years, I've stayed out of anybody's personal relationship business. I don't ask anybody how their significant other doing. I don't talk to anybody significant other like that. I won't show up at your house. Um, well, you know, if I know you're, you know, you're with your girlfriend, your wife, we won't watch the game. So I won't just show up at your house because, in that respect, I was, I get it. I will stay out of other people's relationships. Uh, that is all. Thank you for listening to episode two. Don't get caught up. Don't get locked up. Remember this. If you have your freedom, you always have a choice. Next week, I'll be talking about my personal top 10 favorite video games of all time. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.